All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about the vaccine rollout now and the AstraZeneca vaccine. You got your second dose of AstraZeneca yesterday? I did. Okay, so you got first and second dose was the AstraZeneca. <coughs> Interesting, though, and your report on this in Global News last night, a, a, a lot of people who are choosing to take the AstraZeneca shot has just basically like fallen off a cliff. It looks it's like amazing. it's gone down like 90%. Or amazing. More. We were doing five to 6,000, even more than 6,000 AstraZeneca doses a day last week until NACI, the National Advisory Committee on Immunizations, recommended getting AstraZeneca or getting uh, either Pfizer or Moderna as your second dose, even though Dr. Bonnie Henry rejected that, saying it's perfectly fine to get AstraZeneca. She's basing her view on the science out of the U.K., NASI's basing it on a study out of Germany. Uh, so, but the number of people getting AstraZeneca, you're right, falling off a cliff from five to six thousand a day last week. As soon as NASI made that announcement, less than five hundred a day, less than four hundred a day. I think I think on Saturday it was three hundred and twenty-five or something. So from thousands to uh, low hundreds. My the pharmacist where I I got my uh, second dose told me tell your friends, spread the word. <laughs> We've got a lot of doses here that are not being used, and there is an expiry date with these. So we've got about 92,000 doses of AstraZeneca in BC. There is a, uh, an expiry date associated with them. If the numbers don't pick up in terms of people getting second doses, it raises the question, what are we going to do with that AstraZeneca? And that will come up in today's briefing from Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix at 3 o'clock today. I'm sure that's one of the questions that's going to be asked. Okay, it's interesting. I guess you can't blame people for not wanting to take it after you get the National Advisory there, Committee advises again. There's, there's no uh, wrong answer here. Any yeah. of, All three vaccines are approved for use. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I talked to doctors and pharmacists and Dr. Bonnie Henry, and I got my second shot of AstraZeneca. No hesitation. Okay, do you have any side effects in the second dose? None whatsoever, though. I know some friends who got uh, had AstraZeneca the first time around. They got Pfizer yesterday. They're homesick today. Yeah, no, I got the AstraZeneca first shot, and I've, I've signed up to get the uh, Moderna or Pfizer as the second shot, and the only reason I did that was because that was the first one that was offered to me. Like and I got the emails that sign up here and yep. take this one. So. Now, uh, important to note, a lot of people who got Pfizer uh, the first time around, if they get their second dose in the next few weeks, there's a very good chance they will be given Moderna because we've got a whole bunch of a Moderna has arrived. Uh, as of Sunday night, we had 400,000 Moderna doses, 77,000 uh, Pfizer doses. We're, we usually get about 325,000 Pfizer doses on Monday or Tuesday, so hopefully that will arrive. But the rea reality is in early July, the first two weeks of July, the number of doses of Pfizer being sent to BC is going to decrease substantially. But Moderna is going to go up. So in that window there, a lot of people who got uh, uh, Pfizer at the beginning, that's about 75% of our vaccines, yeah. they're going to be offered Moderna because we're just going to have so much more Moderna than uh, Pfizer. Okay, what if you got Pfizer the first shot, which a lot of people did, as you just said, and you want to get Pfizer as the second shot? Do you have the option to choose? Uh, Sounds like no. No, if, uh, on a certain date, you can you can choose to sit sit out if you want. Uh, yeah. Don't go in the queue. Don't make a booking if you don't think you're going to get Pfizer. But again, the recommendation is these these vaccines are interchangeable. Yeah. If you get Pfizer and Moderna, you're just as well protected as if you got Pfizer the second time and vice versa. They're both the same type of vaccine. Uh, mix and match is perfectly okay and safe. Okay, let's talk about the border reopening. We've got the small baby steps here that was announced this week by the feds for a slow reopening in stages of the Canada-U.S. border. We see top uh, Canadian tourism officials uh, this week saying very disappointed they're not seeing a more rapid reopening of the border. Uh, let me play this here for you. 
Uh, Dr. Kelly Lee here, Simon Fraser University, talking about the approach to opening the border. What I think we've learned over the last 18 months or so is that there does need to be caution. And I think the government, therefore, you know, has to be um, commended for that. Okay. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Again, the goal is to have only people fully immunized cross the border. Fully immunized means two doses. In Canada, we're only about 20, 20%, 21% of the population have two doses. In the United States, it's more than 50% with two doses. Our second dose number is climbing about a point a day, a little more than a point a day. We're not going to get um, to a substantial number of people with, with uh, two doses in BC probably until August. But I s- expect that's when the border is going to open to even more travelers. Right now, as you say, baby steps. Only Canadians coming home with two doses and, and having a negative um, COVID-19 test before they, they gain entry. That number will grow over the summer. But in terms of wide open, I don't think until, I think uh, 75% of the population with two doses is probably the target. And right now we're at what, 20, what percentage? 20. 20% two doses. When yeah. do we expect to get to 75% fully, Well, you start doing the math. In BC, we're going up about 1.2 points a day of second doses. So, you know, you do the math, uh, it'll take a month. Another month, yeah. Well, more than, more than a month. Uh, you're only going to go up 36 points in, uh, in okay. uh, July. The uh, rest of this month will probably be... Oh, 55% by the end of So it July. could be in August. could be August. Yeah. If that is going to be the target public officials want to set, it's probably August more than July. Unless, unless the, you know, w- w- the number of vaccines really balloon and our capacity increases. I mean, we, we can do 85,000 doses a day in BC. We've been doing about 60 to 65,000. So if we do more, uh, hit the 85,000 a day mark, which I don't think necessarily will anytime soon, but if we do, uh, then we're going to hit that 75% figure that much sooner. Okay, let me ask you about the uh, potential for a fall election, because we've talked about this frequently, about mm-hmm. whether, when will Trudeau call a fall election or try to trigger some kind of an election. I think it's coming this fall. I think one of the indications was in the House of Commons, where you saw several MPs who are not running again, got to their feet to give a farewell speech in the House of Commons. I mean, that's the clearest indication yet. They don't expect to be coming back. We could be into an election this fall. Is that what you anticipate? Yeah, I think there's increasing speculation we're headed for a fall vote. Uh, I think early fall. Uh, maybe he tr- calls it late August, early September. But I think the circumstances right now... You know, the Liberals riding high in the polls, the Conservatives and Aaron O'Toole continue to have some, some issues, uh, all point to a, a fall election. Okay, and you've got the, the opposition in some cases in some disarray with what we've seen in the Federal Green Party this week. Well, the Federal Green Party's in a uh, world of trouble. So where does that Green vote go? Does it stay with the Greens? Or I would think it would split more Liberal NDP way. Uh, and that's, again... I got, an official, I got an official no from Annamy Paul, the invitation to be a guest here on the show, the Federal Green Party leader, which is disappointing. Uh, but I continue to try to get her get her on the show. Good luck. She says that she is well. I mean, she's talked to other media, so I don't know why she wouldn't want to talk to a Vancouver radio station, but anyway. Well, particularly when uh, BC is one of the strong, you know, the strongest province well, in terms of a green you know, I told I mean, them that. A, a lot of people in these writing, in Paul Manley's writing listen to CKNW. Well, yeah, and the fact is, though, I mean, the, 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 the Greens in that kind of disarray, you just saw the federal liberals have just stolen one of their MPs across the floor. How does that factor into election time. It isn't nothing but good for Trudeau, isn't it? Oh, I think Trudeau was looking at a fall call even before the internal problems of the Greens started to spill out in public view. I think uh, he was aiming in that direction before that. All right, welcome back. Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry from Global News and your calls to him. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Brian in South Surrey. Hi, Brian. Hey, good morning, uh, Keith and uh, and Michael. I really enjoy your program. 
Uh, I had a booking, my wife and I, this morning for 8.20 a.m. at the South Surrey Rec Centre for our uh, second vaccine dose of, we hoped, Pfizer. When we got there, they said today was the first day in three months. They've never had Pfizer. Mm-hmm. And then they have a doctor there trying to sell you on just go get the Moderna, which we didn't want. And I know it's a personal preference. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but um, there's always advisories on these. Wait till the next advisory comes and says, oh, we made a mistake. You shouldn't really mix and match them. But what really bothers me is why can't the government have something on their website saying South Surrey has no Pfizer today? They have Moderna. So that you're not wasting everybody's time coming in to find out, oh, we don't have it. And the people who want Moderna are like, oh, here's some openings because this was just canceled. I can get my Moderna. So so when, so just my, so I'm clear. So when you got there and they offered you the Moderna, you said no to it then? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the logistics of doing something like that would be enormous because we've got more than 200 vaccination sites. So on a on an even an overnight basis to post information on how much vaccine is in each facility would take an army of people. Who right now we've got an army of people uh, trained to immunize people, and we'd, again, this would be a huge human resource uh, task to suddenly identify how much vaccine and what type of vaccine okay. is at every site. Hey, Brian, are you still there? What did they say to you when you told them you didn't want you you, you guys didn't want to take the Moderna? What did they tell you? They said, "Okay, um, you can rebook," yeah. and which we did. But again, we might be just doing the same ridiculous dance. And I, I can't see Keith. I, I have to disagree uh, respectfully. Uh, I think that everybody knew there first thing in the morning. We have no Pfizer team. We have no Pfizer. That's what they're telling everybody. So why can't that be posted? I mean, I, I understand how many sites there are, but. It's just how computers work. It's data. You fire the data in and say, there's no Pfizer today or there's Pfizer okay. at these places. I, I, Brian, I think the problem would be collecting that data, not just entering it. It would be collecting it from 225 sites on a, on a daily basis. would be a lot of work. Would it, now, Brian, is, if you want Pfizer, so keep in mind, as I uh, reported last night, we were running low on Pfizer uh, early this week. We were down to 77,000 doses on Sunday. We get about 325,000 doses of Pfizer on Monday or Tuesday. So it's conceivable that your clinic will have more Pfizer later this week. Uh, that's how it works. So during the, We get it early in the week and we distribute it throughout the week. It's just right now there's a lot of Moderna in the system. And then in July, we're going to have even a, a decrease in Pfizer for two weeks, but then a huge buildup in late July as well. Okay. okay. So it's, it's just this three-week window where Moderna is probably going to be the dominant uh, uh, vaccine. Okay, Brian, I hope it works out for you. Let's go to Dave in Pitt Meadows. Hi, Dave. Hey, how's it going, uh, long-time listeners, since I started working from home? But I have more of a comment. Uh, the rollout, I think it's been a bit of um, chaos. I mean, I, I got two shots of AstraZeneca. I uh, got my second shot last week. My wife and in-laws, um, the week prior, were going to go get their second shot of Pfizer. And uh, I had heard that the doctor said, well, you could, if you're all in the same household, you can go get your shot. So I tagged along with them. And uh, go. they like, do you have an appointment? I said, no. And they're like, sorry, you can't get a shot today. And I was like, well, the doctor said. And they're like, no, it's only for, um, I guess, children 12 to 18 all in the same house. So that was on the Friday. And then on the Sunday, I got an email from the pharmacy saying, oh, you can get your second shot of AstraZeneca. So I booked that. Then on the Monday, I got an email from the government saying, oh, you can go book a shot of Pfizer. So it was sort of... Yeah. Uh, you know, confused. It was like I when I got my first shot of AstraZeneca, I was I was wondering, 
So are they going to have more AstraZeneca to get a second shot? And I had sort of resigned myself, well, I'll just mix mix it with the Pfizer, right? Yeah. Just go try to get the first shot. So I, I'm surprised people aren't, aren't getting the AstraZeneca because I had no, no issues. Okay, th- thank you, Dave. Yeah, so um, I wouldn't say it's chaos out there. We're doing 60,000, 65,000 vaccinations a day, which is an extraordinarily high number. It's a little lower on weekends. Anecdotally, there are reports such as Brian's story, which uh, people have different experiences. I think AstraZeneca does present is a sort of a dual track immunization. I also got... You know, I got phoned by my pharmacy as well as a text from the government. The, the text from the government, because I'm in the, I was registered in the government, but I got opted to get AstraZeneca before I got Pfizer. I'm still in the system, so I was auto- notified automatically I can come and get Pfizer, but I'd already yeah. been contacted by the right. pharmacy to get AstraZeneca. So AstraZeneca people who got the first shot, so you're going to get different types of notifications. But by and large, I'd say the rollout's working pretty darn good, considering we got more than 77% yeah. uh, vaccinated with one dose. Okay, Bill and Langley. Hi, Bill. Yeah, hi, guys. How are you doing this morning? Uh, Listen, my question, uh, concern is this. I got up at 3.30 in the morning on uh, Saturday morning to go to that Surrey uh, Mammothon or whatever you want to call it to get a vaccine. Yeah, the Vaxathon. The Vaxathon. So I went there, got up in the morning, get there, and they won't won't give me a shot because I had my last first uh, Pfizer shot on May 13th. When, and they said, oh, you got to be at minimal eight weeks. Yep. But yet, they had shots at the end of that uh, vaxathon, as you call it. They still had lots left over. So I don't understand why I couldn't get a shot. I, now I have to well, uh, go it's back a medical. It's, it's science and, and medical policy. It's uh, eight weeks between the two doses. And so you're not going to get a dose. What was the recommended waiting time by the manufacturer? Wasn't it four weeks? Four weeks for Pfizer, four to yeah. seven weeks for Moderna. So even though that's what it says in the bottle, they they and he, he was there and he was ready to get the shot. They still they still say it's our policy is eight weeks. Well, so, it's the eight weeks. so Pfizer based it on fifty thousand test cases. Uh, yeah. Public health is basing it on uh, hundred millions and millions of cases and the science that derives from that. So it's a huge, much bigger sample size from public health than Pfizer and Moderna. Okay, let's go to uh, John in Vancouver. Hi, John. Hey, uh, good morning. I hope you're as happy as I am mm-hmm. with the border possibly opening sometime this year. I can't wait to go back down there and get affordable gasoline, you know, <laughs> and visit a Walmart supercenter. Yeah. But I'm 66. I've had the AstraZeneca. I drove to my drugstore uh, last Monday. I, asked, I can't call you, so I have to stop in and ask, where's the AstraZeneca? Where's the invitation for the second shot? Now we're not getting any. So now I'm on the government website. Tomorrow evening I'll get a shot, but I would rather have Pfizer. I don't want Moderna. It's my body, and they should have this selection, just like a donut shop, I suppose. But I'm scared to actually say, okay, I'll take the Moderna, because I was scared to take the AstraZeneca. So I don't really know if I'm poisoning myself or if I'm going forward. You're, you're, you're not, not poisoning yourself. You're not poisoning yourself. No. So it's it's perfectly fine to get Moderna uh, if you had Pfizer first or, or Pfizer second if you had Moderna They're very first. similar vaccines. I mean, almost Very identical type of vaccine. And if you got, you're not just, if you got Pfizer or Moderna, you're not supposed to get AstraZeneca as a second dose, but that's not a, uh, happening anyways. Keith, thanks for coming in. Talk to you